0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As we spoke two days ago, that the theme of our uh, Bashar week this year is Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9, which says having been, having, having been perfect, made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to those who obey him. And then we said during the whole week, we'll try to find out what is the eternal salvation that he has done, part of it in each reading and then to see who are the obedient in these readings and who are disobedient and to see also where we are in this story. Today our first reading, our first prophecy was from Zephaniah chapter 1 and unfortunately it's from verse 2 not from verse 1. I want to tell you why. So he was saying very harsh warnings against the Israelites. So it reads, And I will take away the transgressors from the face of the land, says the Lord. And I will stretch out my hand upon Judah and upon all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and I will remove the names of Baal out of this place, and the names of the priests and them that worship the host of heaven upon the housetops, and that they worship and swear by the Lord. Why I said, unfortunately, in verse 2, not verse 1? Because if we read verse 1, Zephaniah prophesied at the time of Josiah, which is the greatest king ever in the history of the kingdom of Judah, which led one of the best, or maybe the best revival in the history of the kingdom of the south. So how come in such situation, the, the most spiritual king in the life of the kingdom of the south, and such harsh warnings to them. Most of the commentators said, unfortunately it was the same priests, the same high priest, same Levites, same congregation. And all of them were worshipping idols with his dad. His dad was King Ammon, and King Ammon was one of the worst kings in the history of Judah. All what they have done, a new king, the son came and reigned, so they just changed according to the command of the king. So the question here, if you are looking for obedience to, uh, to, to receive an eternal salvation are we following someone in a certain pattern? Whoever king is coming and changing the rules are going to follow the outside rules or we are following him in fact. That's why the whole warning of the book of Zephaniah warning against a real revival from outside. They took off all the idols, from the temple and from everywhere. But if, which which has happened already, the king came after Judah, the same Levite, the same priest, the same high priest, just they reverted back to their own ways. So the Lord at the beginning telling us, if you are looking for a, a work which is perfected by Christ, be sure first it's something real and from inside. Not because we are deciding now to do something from outside it looks nice and right. But what is inside is still the same. So we'll find the first two hours, the first and the third, the prophecy from Zephaniah. And he was warning again in the second hour, O oh, unchastened nation, before you become as the flower that passes away, before the anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the wrath of the Lord come upon you. Why all this? We are in the best time of the best king in, in the kingdom of Judah who made a real spiritual revival. But all the Church Father said it was a real revival from outside. He it all <coughs> the worship of idols, but they are the same people not changed from inside. So the Lord is telling us if you would like to enjoy this etern- the author of eternal salvation, seek a real revival from inside, not only from outside. That's why will find the first Gospel was from John chapter 12, and the Lord was telling us how he is going to be the author of eternal salvation. It reads, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. He that loves his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. So, how I can obtain it, how to be in such obedience is to accept to die. I think we spoke many times before, how to die is a willingness to have this This daily, as Saint Paul was telling us, it's an assurance that you will be fruitful here, and as he is saying here, and unto eternal you shall keep it unto eternal life. The third hour, as I said again from Zephaniah, warning them the same thing, that it's time to have a real revival from inside. Then the psalm was telling us, save your people and bless your inheritance and take care of them. But how are you going to do so? You will find the whole reading, the four Gospels nearly out of five, the Lord was pointing that he is planning to die. Whether you accept it or not, Peter said no. And the Lord rebuked him and he told him, shut up because you are uh, talking on behalf of Satan. And we'll find, the Lord was telling him, Peter answered, said, the Christ of God. And he sternly charged them and commanded them to tell no man that thing, saying, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests. This again, how is making himself the real uh, grain of wheat to die, to be the author of eternal salvation. In the sixth hour, it was the prophecy from Joel. And again, chapter one, verse five to 15. We don't know when Joel was prophesying. Some said before the captivity and some others said after the captivity. But by all means, he was prophesying about uh, disaster coming to Israelites, whether before or after, and he was calling them to repent to be able to receive the Holy Spirit. So at the beginning He was again awakening them. Awake you drunkard from your wine and we mourn all you that drink wine to drunkness for joy and gladness are removed from your mouth. Why again? Because the nation at the time before or after the captivity both all of them were seeking their own pleasure and they lost everything. He's telling us again. Those who are going to obey will enjoy Joel chapter 2 and chapter 3. When the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon them, their young men will see visions and the elder, elder will see dreams. And you find the gospel in the sixth hour. <clears throat> the Lord was saying again at the very end that, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to the Gentiles and then he will die and rise in the third day again he is telling us he is going to perfect our work till now and as we said, it, and we have seen it now in John we couldn't understand or comprehend sometimes we are still living in the new testament we heard the story many times but we couldn't comprehend how by his death he is able to do something personally for me and this is the journey of the whole week going to kill this and to give us the assurance of the resurrection of a new life in the ninth and eleventh hour we'll find it quite different because the prophecies are from both of them from the book of micah micah was prophesying in the same time like isaiah and amos you will find at the first chapter of micah it was prophesying at the time of kings joseam ahaz and hezekiah Josiah was a good king, Ahaz was a bad one, and Hezekiah was one also of good people who read a great revival in the history of uh, Judah. But again, you will find him at the beginning of the prophecy was prophesying against Samaria and Jerusalem. Maybe he's the only one who was prophesying against the two nations. Every prophet, whether minor or major, either he prophesied to the kingdom of the north or the south except Micah was prophesying for both so he's saying in what we read today in chapter 2 therefore thus says the Lord behold I devised evils against this family out of which you shall not lift up your necks neither shall you walk upright speedily for the time is evil why the time is evil you will find the gospels of this hour we were going from at Philippi, and they were walking and he knew what was going to happen he knew that those people who were shouting today Hosanna Hosanna we were the same people crucif- saying on Friday crucify him, crucify him that's why Micah was seeing the evil work of Judah and the evil work of Israel and as you know just after the prophecy of Micah by maybe 20-25 years all the kingdom of the north has been taken into captivity. The Lord was warning us that He's going to make an eternal salvation to those who are going to obey. He said nearly about 20% of the Jews at the time of Jesus believed and they became the first church, but still 80% at His time rejected the message. That's why all the warnings here are for those who are going to reject. It's an evil time. Find Mark 8 in this hour, Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, get you behind me, Satan, for you consider not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. When Peter was thinking of his own way of thinking, that I believe that To have Christ with me more is much better for me. Again, here it looks like Peter under the category of disobedience. And again we ask ourselves this evening If you are in the same position, are we keen on Christ to perfect, to make his work perfect, and to offer this to be the author of eternal salvation, or am I keen to have him more years on earth with me? And again, it's not a matter of just enjoying Christ when he was in the flesh when we look in a selfish way that I am thinking of as he said here but the things that to be of men I am seeking my own way of thinking and I seek my own way of pleasure if we can say the last prophecy again from Micah and he is saying the same thing he shall say, Hear now these words, you heads of the house of Jacob and you remnant of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know judgment against Jacob and Israel, the two nations, the north and the south? And he was telling them and then his face from them at that time because they have done wickedly in their practice against themselves. As if all the prophets during the week is telling us it's time. <coughs> to see the normal consequence of disobedience, and also the normal consequence of full obedience. That's why the Lord was saying again in this chapter, chapter 12, 17 from the Gospel of St. Matthew, He was telling them again at the very end, The son of man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again, and they were exceedingly sorry. Again, sorry without understanding, as St. John said. We pray now, with, uh, concluding prayer. But we'd like to focus on one thing in this evening that all the prophets are telling us now it's a time of reaping. Whether you will conclude <coughs> what Jesus did and enjoy it, or you'll be of those who have seen this day as an evil day and they are living and reaping what they have done all their life. Again, the choice is ours. As the verse is saying, became an author of eternal salvation to those who obey him. If Adam and Eve chose disobedience and lost everything, the Son of God came and showed full obedience, even obedience to the cross. That's why the Lord lifted his name and put him above all other names. May the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever.